Good morning, good morning, morning. Hope you guys are doing well. Fantastic. Um, the one year uh, I, we, we did the salt drive of like wanting to serve into the community and, and uh, I made the mistake because things were going slow. So I said one day, I said, if whatever you guys give, I'm going to double it. Except Lara didn't know anything about it because it was from God. I'm doing it. And, uh, and then the church started responding and giving and, uh, and then we had to take six months to match what the church put in. So let's not do that again this year. Okay, let's, let's just teasing, um, but it's such a privilege to be here uh, and to lead, and I'm so uh, blessed by the fact you're all here. We've got a great message, hopefully, for you today, and wasn't worship just so encouraging, hey, uplifting? Uh, it's amazing when you see God who, for who He is, how everything else just seems to find its place. Isn't that right? Uh, and so we've, we, we started off uh, launching this, sort of this end of year period with uh, a vision last week, kind of bringing the hearts of our house, the hearts of our church that we believe is from God, uh, and, and really trying to connect it to what God wants to do. And uh, so you can check that out online. I know that it was, uh, you know, there was a long party last week, Saturday night. Has anybody, can anybody remember what happened last week, Saturday night? Or have we forgotten already? <laughs> it's amazing, hey, the highs and lows of life, how quickly we forget them. But uh, you can check that out online on our YouTube channel. And one of the next things that we're leaning into from the beginning of next year is we're actually going to be launching Alpha within our church. What Alpha is, it's a space designed for people who are exploring the big questions of life, like who is God, is He real? And, and because we wanna keep bringing the gospel of Jesus and presenting it in a way that's non-threatening, that people can ask questions, and it's an environment where we're creating uh, dinners, so it's fully hosted uh, by people in our church. We make sure that there's dinners for people in our church. The only people who are not welcome are Christians. The people who are welcome are people who don't know Jesus and are, are interested in finding out a little bit more about Him. And so that's gonna be launching in uh, February of next year. And so please pray for us. We wanna make it hospitable. We wanna make it a blessing. We want, because through this, we believe that people are gonna to get to know Jesus. We believe that people's eternities are gonna be changed. And that's what's on the heart of the Father for this city and for this world. And so we wanna be a part of it. We wanna lean into it. And so we wanna use every opportunity and every avenue we can. So Father, we pray that you would lean in uh, Lord, into this moment. I pray, Father, that you would speak to us. I pray that you would open up our hearts. And God, would you be glorified and may your will be done. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. So my name is Swain. If I haven't met you yet, stick around afterwards. I'd love to meet you uh, in the welcome area afterwards. And I don't know, I mean, there are stairs here and we could get into some serious trouble, amen. I feel like one of those people, we should come down and just start like, Do you know, that's why, that's why people sit in the front row. <laughs> Just amazing leaders in the front row here, serve God. And uh, we're gonna have a good time today. So if you're taking notes, the message that I've got in the start of our Big God series is made for majesty. Made for majesty. Is anybody here, who likes getting into nature? Anybody here loves getting into nature? Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Some of you... Some of you are like, I'm never putting my hand up in church no matter what, okay? It's fine, you're welcome here, we love you. Uh, I am such a city slicker. Like, I love nature, but don't give me bugs, don't give me anything that crawls, don't give me anything that slithers, amen? Because Jesus, we came to stomp out. 
the slither, anyway. So a guy in nature, and you know what, but, but from time to time, it's really refreshing. Have you, have you known when, you, when you're going through some anxious times, or you're worrying about something, or you feel overwhelmed, or you feel like you're not creative anymore, and you're worried, and you just go for a walk in the park, or you just go for a walk along the beach, or you just get away for a weekend, and maybe you, you've got your, you pretty much pack your house up into your bucky, and you go, and you camp somewhere with lions, I'm like, you got some serious, like, you know what I mean? You know what I mean. And, 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 but there's something about it, isn't it? There's something about when you, when you walk along the beach in Cape Town and you see that the, the sea is just flat. There's not a breath of wind. And there are people exercising and all those all good things. And, and you're there and you're actually just able to feel lighter. Isn't that right? You, you just feel like you're, you're being centered again. It kind of feels like burdens kind of get lifted again, right? It feels like I'm, ba- I'm, like, I'm back to my roots. I'm ba- I'm just, I just feel calm. We were, we were driving through um, the farms just outside of Manus uh, a couple of weeks ago while we were on leave. And what meant to be a short adventure turned into a three-hour adventure with a lot of road closures and a son who didn't bring any technology with him and so had to get bored looking out of the window. We didn't hear that for the three hours. We, we heard nothing but thank you, Dad, for taking us on this amazing drive. <laughs> but we, we got to see so many beautiful, so much beautiful scenery. You know, mountains, farms. We, we got to see dirt roads too. That was fun in my little car. Uh, we got to, in a minus, we got to, be along the lagoon. We got to see the, the beautiful, like where we live there is, is just all these amazing trees that surround. And all of this is just like, oh, I, just, I just needed that. I just needed that break. And I wonder what it is. I wonder what it is about getting into nature, getting away from the hustle and bustle. Because, you know, when we, when we live life, we live so focused with what's in front of us, don't we? We live so focused with our problems. We live so focused with our goals. We live so focused by what's happening around us. We're so focused with what's in the news, with what's on the radio, with what people are going through. And it can become so overwhelming. But when you get out in the nature, you actually have an opportunity to pause, hold, engage. That was a rugby reference. I, I watched some rugby. You get some opportunity to pause and reflect and to, and to what? To stop looking down and start looking up. I wonder if getting out into nature and seeing it is actually, it, it, it calms us down and it reconnects us because we realize that it's not all about us. It's not all about my anxiety and my worry and my stress. There's actually something bigger going on in the world. And what has been made is beautiful. What has been made is is amazing. It's just what I need. It's the hand of the creator upon his creation. And we can reflect on it and we go, wow. I wonder if it's in those moments we go, I feel like I've done life and I've done it wrong. I feel like my life is an accident. I feel like my circumstances are too big for me. I feel like the worries are gonna swallow me up. But then we realize that there's someone bigger in the story and it's not us. And 
and it causes us to look up and to reflect and to see and to enjoy what God has made. And so in the start of this series, I, I wanted to bring to us a message about made for majesty, that, that in fact, we are created, that, that God has created everything, that, that there is a bigger story at play and we get to be a part of it. And so won't you turn with me to Colossians chapter one, verses three, uh, one, two, we'll see, 15 and 16, yeah. Scripture teaches that Paul writes to the Colossian church, says the Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in Him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through Him and for Him. The one thing I'm here to share with you today is that God has created everything through Him being Jesus and for Him being Jesus. That we are created by God. God is a designer. God is a creator. God starts something. He builds something. He creates something. And when we realize that God is our creator, then we can come to Him and say, well, how do we engage with creation? How do we engage with the way that you have designed us? Every designer has a purpose for his design. When we realize that God is our creator, we realize that our lives have meaning, purpose, and significance. That we have a place in life and in this world. That we are loved, that we are cared for. God is a good God. He never makes junk. So we are not by accident. We are not a set of random circumstances. Hey, it might have been an accident between your parents, but God had you in His mind all along. Amen? So when we look at Scripture, what we see is God is the creator, the orchestrator of heaven and earth. When He speaks, things happen. In fact, a th can I teach you a bit of theology for a moment? Is that okay? God creates, and I think it's the Latin term ex nihilo. He creates out of nothing. He makes something out of nothing. When you and I make something, God's like, fantastic, you're, you're bearing my image. You're a creative person. You've created something. But, and we go, look at all that we have made. And God says, oh, that's cute. You had something when you started. What did God have with it when he started? The power of his word. That's all he had. He didn't have, cool, I'm gonna get some, give me some sand. I need some water. Come on, a little, what's this, sprinkle of magic dust? He didn't have that. He just had a desire to create, and he had the power to create. And what was not became because it submitted to its creator. So when we think about, hey, let's make a way, let's make an idea, let's form an ideology about who, who this God is or there is no God, and let's form a faith system. Hey, we're all using our experience to look at that. But when we come back to the center of that, we have been made. There is a creator. God is a designer. He set forth creation into motion and nothing could stop it through the power of his word. Do you know when, when we measure the, 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 the galaxy, you know, when we measure the roads, we measure in kilometers. And if you're incorrect, you measure in miles. When you measure the universe, we measure at light speed. Right? 
How fast does light travel across the universe in a certain amount of time? That's light years. God's like, that's cute. When I measure the universe, I use the breadth of my hand. Thank you so much for coming to church today. God bless you. Like you've got to understand, like we're, we're, not, we're not making ideas about God because we're so good. God actually invited us into the story because He wanted to create. That He is so big that He was able to create something out of nothing. Why would God make this? He Was He bored? Was the worship in heaven not enough? Literally, angels are crying out all time, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was, who is, and who is to come. And God's like, you know what? I'm a bit bored of this now. Could we change the song? This has been on repeat for way too long. So let's make somebody to work. No, no, no. God created the world out of an expression of His love out of his expression of his creative power. And he created this environment so that he could put the prize of his creation into it. Do you wanna know who that is? It's you. It's me. It's people all over the world through all time. He made creation to love creation. So what we find a little bit more of theology is that God, when God created, He was distinct from creation, which means He was outside of creation. That's an important thing to know because if you think God is in the trees and in the walls, that's not the God of the Scriptures. That's another man-made version of God. God, he, he made it, but He's outside of it. He is so great. He speaks it. He forms it. He gives it purpose. He gives it shape, he gives it meaning, but he's also outside of it, which means he is not governed by it. He's outside of the timeline of creation. And every now and then we get the handprint of God into creation when he steps in. But also God is not just so big that he goes, you know what, I think the distance between here and the end of the universe is like that far. But he also goes, what I've made, I have loved. And so I wanna be involved in creation. I wanna be involved in what I made. I wanna be into the very details of my children that I have made to reflect my glory and that would be objects of my love and would respond in kind to love who I am. He wants to be involved in our life. And so we understand that he is tr both transcendent, all-powerful, too big to contain, but also imminent, which means all you have to do is turn your thoughts towards him and he is there. That encourages me so greatly. And so what, what, I, what I come down to is, is in that scripture, uh, Tian, you can put it up again, please, that he says, he made all things through him being Jesus, for you and me. No, it doesn't say that. All things are made through Him by His power, but it's all made for Him. It is through Him that He made all things. For Him. 
there was intention, there was design, there was a deliberate putting together of every sinew in your body and you were made and created for Him. Everything that was made was made for Him, which means it's not about me, it's about Him. It's not about my goals, my dreams, my desires. It's about what His goals, His dreams, His desires are. Because He is the creator, He is the designer. Let me give you an example. When, when, when you think that there hasn't been a, a creator or a designer that has set apart a purpose, which in this case is a purpose for God, you start making up your own ideas, which means you can think, hey, I've not been purposed, I have been an accident. And in fact, I'm here to live a good life, live my best life, hashtag. That we can get sucked into the trap of thinking, hey, it's all about me. It's all about what I bring. It's all about my desires. And what we, have, what we find out that we end up doing is that we, we pour all of the anxiety on ourselves and we feel like we have to carry all of the weight on ourselves that we think that God is there so that we can live a comfortable, easy, simple life and take away all my problems. But the, but the reality is that when we realize you have a creator who made you, who is outside of you, but loves you intimately and loves you deeply and wants to be involved in your life, you realize that when I give my life for Him, I have everything I will ever need in life. I don't need stuff. I don't need things. I need Him. I need Jesus. I don't need a vision for my life. I need Him. Which means this, when God created your purpose, He created your purpose for Him. When, when God created your destiny, it means that he, he created your destiny for Him. And here, 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 let's go a little bit deep. Can we go another layer deeper? When God created your identity, He created it for Him. If we don't live in awe of our Creator God and realize that we are made by Him and made for Him, him that, that in fact our story is not the biggest story, but we are swallowed up by the biggest story in life. If we don't lean into that, we, we will start to miss our purpose, miss our identity. You are not a pronoun, you are a child of the living God. The only reason there's confusion is because we don't know who our creator is. If God's a designer, God gets to do it for him. So it is through him and it is for him. So we are made through him and we are made for him. Our joy in life comes by living for him. Is this, how, can, is this helping anybody today? But you know, like there's a, it's so difficult because how can you comprehend God, right? Like, so this is great, I believe it. Okay, or well, I'm struggling too and I don't know where I feel 
you know, I'm still feeling anxious. I still feel like I'm an accident. I still feel like my life is falling apart. I, I still feel like I, I'm confused. I don't have a direction. I, I still feel like I'm, I'm anxious about the provision. I'm still anxious about so much. You know what? If God could speak the world into being, do you know that he could speak anything into your life that you need? But sometimes it's hard to grasp that. And so I want to share this psalm with you in Psalm chapter 8. Uh, it's verses 3 to 4. It says, When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, what is mankind that you are mindful of them? Human beings that you care for them. I mean, isn't it incredible? God, as big as he is, he could have, he could have made creation and broken it up. God is like the only reason that we find mercy is because He is a merciful God. But when we look at creation, have you ever had this moment? I, I did this a lot when I was younger. I would walk around and I'd look up at the stars at night and I would go, wow. Have you ever had that moment, that feeling like we, you look up at the stars and you go, I am so small. Has, have you ever felt that? And you felt like so insignificant, like your problems don't matter. Like, whoa. Here I am whining about things, but this is so big, or I'm so insignificant, I'm so teeny-weeny small. I think that is such a good re health, a reality check, where we go, hey, whoever made that is pretty big, and he's got it. The Bible talks about how he names the stars and he puts them in place. And I think that re reality check is a healthy thing for us. I really do. Because when, when I think about it, I think, you know what? All the anxiety that I carry, actually there's someone who can carry it with me. All my worries, there's someone who can carry it with me. All of these things that I'm going through, when I look up, I realize, hey, something big is in the story. And what the Bible is not trying to communicate here is that you're itty bitty small and God is super, super big and he doesn't care for you, and you're alone in the universe. That is not what is being communicated. What is being communicated is that there is a creator who is so big, so expansive, so generous, so kind, so loving, that he made it all for his glory and to share it with his creation so that his creation can be revealed in that he loves them. Not only that, but, but that he wants to be involved. So this is the story that God is so big and He made everything. Not that I am small, but that He is just so much bigger. And then I realized I am not small and insignificant because Jesus doesn't die for small and insignificant. Jesus doesn't create small and insignificant. He created you because He desires you, He loves you, and He wants you to realize that there's a bigger story that's being written across the heavens. And it's the story of God that he invites us into. I love it how the psalmist writes in Psalm 139, verses 12, uh, 13 to 14, for you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. I have been fearfully and wonderfully made. I am not an accident. I'm not, it's not a set of random circumstances. 
I have been made by a designer. The same desire, designer that decided to put Everest in the Himalayas is the same des designer who put you in Cape Town today. The same care that was put the oceans together, knit you together in the deepest and darkest place. God was working in your life before you ever opened your eyes. And the hands that made you are hands that love you, that think about you, that took care to make you as special as you are. Is life always fair? No, but God is always good. And His thoughts towards you are always good thoughts. He loves you. And you know what? When you make something, you have a special appreciation for it. When you make something, you're like, this is gonna sit on the mantelpiece, okay? Parents, when your children make something at school, you feel too bad to throw it away. It has to make its way onto its mantelpiece, right? What is made is actually special and created and loved. And what I want you to understand today is that God, when He saw you before you were born, He had an identity, a purpose, a plan. He had love for you. He's not just so big that He ignores you. God has not forgotten you. God has not left you. God has not forsaken you. He has not abandoned you. He has not confused you. He is there to love you. You have been made to be loved. When God created everything, He said, when I made the stars, then that, that was good. But after He made you, He said it was very good. You are very good when He sees you. What I believe from God is this, is that in this message that we would get swallowed up by the bigness of God, the wonder of God, and actually find our place in the value of God towards us. Can I give you a very honest statements about me. I struggle with God's love for me. I struggle. I struggle to believe how God loves me. I struggle to accept that God loves me. I struggle to feel like God loves me. And what I need to remember is that God's word speaks truth and truth always brings the light and sheds the dark. And what I want us to get today is a revelation that I'm not striving for anything, but I'm receiving everything. I'm receiving eternal life. I am receiving value. I am receiving kindness. I am receiving blessing. I am receiving from the hands who made the stars and put them in their place and who knit me together in my mother's womb. God loves you so much. So Swain, how do we make this practical? Great, here's two things. Two things that can help us. Number one is remain in awe of God. If you lose the awe of God, you begin to puff yourself up and then carry life on your shoulders again. But when you remember how big God is, kind of resets your life. It's like going on a nature walk. Whew. 
reset. That's a daily invitation. The next thing is gratitude. Just being grateful. Because grateful makes, reminds us that we're not in control. Reminds us that we're actually humble and God is able. And that just looks like every day, God, I thank you for your love. I thank you that you think about me all the time. Your thoughts are precious toward me, God. Thank you for what you have given to me. That's it. Be in awe of Him in your worship toward Him and give Him your thanks every single day. And what that's gonna create in us is security, identity, purpose, belonging, and to know that we are loved by the divine. Man, you are so loved. You are so loved. God has an intention for your life and it's a good thing. He loves you so much. I love it how in the scriptures it says He lavished His love upon us. And yet we still, we still believe the lies of the devil that says, I am not worthy. Can we shake that off today? Could we shake off feelings of a lack of worth? Could we shake off feelings of having to strive and strain? Can we shake off feelings of having to perform? Could we shake off the doubts that God is for us? And if He is for us, then who can be against us? Oh my goodness, we're gonna close. God loves you so much. You are not an accident. You are on purpose. God is a designer. He is the creator. He puts all things together as they should be. Hey, listen, all your personality quirks, you can thank God for that. All, your, all the things that irritate your family, you can thank God for that too. Hey, have you ever had this thought in your mind? If I was only a little bit better, then God could love me more. Or I could love me more. Hey, listen, church, if God loves you so much and He created everything, why do you run against God and reject God and not love yourself? I close with this. God loves you so much. But you know what, even He loves us so much and He created us as we are. This is how we know that God loves us because, because He made everything for us. He designed us, created us, put us together, put us into the church family, put us into families, put us into things that we love, put us, gave us all these good things, talents and skills and gifts and quirks and all these things. And He thinks about us all the time and he, we know He loves us because we rejected Him. And some of us continue to reject Him and to sin against Him, rebelling against Him, saying, God, I don't need you and your creation. If you would just come down, I would believe you to be true. You know what, He already did that and people still rejected Him in 
Jesus. God, if, 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 if you are real, give me a sign. Welcome to church today. We rejected Him. The Bible is so clear. It says all fall short of the glory of God. All have rejected Him and gone their own way. Yet while we were still sinners, Romans says, Christ died for us. Can you imagine this? You are so loved that you have been made intentionally, perfectly, designed as you should be. And when you turned your back on your designer, your designer didn't turn his back on you. He pursued you to the cross and he took all of our shame and guilt upon himself and his blood was poured out on that cross so that he could say, I love you. I did this for you because you are for me. I don't know why you came or how you came, but one thing for sure, I want you to leave knowing that you are so loved by God that He does not want to spend eternity without you, but wants to have a relationship with you that is closer than a brother or sister. He loves you that much. And He knows what you do in your life. He knows the secret thoughts of your mind. He lays this laid bare before Him. Yet He still invites you into a grand story of His love. He loves us so much that He reconciles us and makes peace with God on our behalf. And all that requires is us to turn to Him today. Could we close our eyes? and bow our heads. I wanna pray for two groups of people today. Actually, can our prayer team come forward, please? If you're on the prayer team or a leader in our church, please come forward. Two things I wanna pray for. First, I wanna pray for, is if you don't have a relationship with Jesus today, I want you to know that God loves you and made you. He died for your sin to make you holy and bring Him into a relationship, bring you into a relationship with Himself, to forgive you so you can be with Him for all eternity and live for Him. Then in this moment, with every eye closed and head bowed, I just want you to say, yes, that's me. I want to receive the forgiveness of God today. I want to start a relationship with Him. Maybe you've done it before. You ran away. You ran so far from God, you rejected Him, but now you're back. I want to include you in that. So on the count of three, you can raise your hand. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him will not perish, but have eternal life. If that's you today, on the count of three, just shoot your hand up real high for me, please. One two, three, shoot your hand up. Shoot your hand up to acknowledge God this morning. Where you're seated, nice and high. Thank you, Lord. Is there, yeah, thank you at the back there, that's wonderful. Wonderful, just keep your hand up and our team will put something in your hand just to give you some information about the decision you've made. Is there anybody else today? I'm trying to look out. Thank you, Jesus, thank you. There's another person there. Anybody else today? 
hey, don't move on from this moment unless you, you're sure, you're certain. Is there anyone on the balcony today? Cool, we got team ready. Come on, isn't that amazing, church? Yeah, praise God for that gentleman at the back there. Well done. Come on, can we celebrate with God? Come on, let's celebrate with them. Thank you, Lord. I just want us all to pray. Uh, this prayer, this prayer doesn't save you, but it's the start of your journey. Your relationship, your, your faith in Christ is what saves you. So dear God, thank you for Jesus. I'm so sorry for my sin. Thank you for your love. Forgive me and help me to follow you all my days. In Jesus' name, amen.